Harris and I am happy to welcome you to the next edition of the Enterprise Doctor Business Show. You may be aware that I put the question out there recently, is your business successful despite the virus or because of the virus? And if it is, then I'd like to speak to you. And actually, I'll reissue that that offer right now. If it is, I'd like to speak to you. One person who is running a successful business right now and as i'm delighted to say has agreed to be on the podcast is helen harper who runs hhh self-defense helen welcome to the show thank you so much for having me oh it's it's really a pleasure i have to i have to ask a question your name is helen harper which is hh and the company is hhh self-defense where, where does the other h come from what's that about well, the, the third H uh, stands for Hellraiser. My fight really? name is Hellraiser. I wanted to bring it back to the fighting, obviously, because that's my number one passion. So HHH Self-Defense was born. You are a Hellraiser. So HHH Self-Defense, is there a, a, a particular genre of self-defense? Is it Taekwondo or, or is it just self-defense in general? It started off with the fact that I wanted to teach women self-defense um, okay. because of my previous experience and the reason I got into martial arts in the first place. But it proved to be a little more of a challenge because people didn't seem to be very open to learning. So even though the company's still called HHH Self-Defense, it's gone a little bit more in the general martial arts direction. Uh, so I'm a mixed martial artist, MMA, mm -hmm. as they as they call it. Even I have heard Even, of that. There you go. Well, not everyone has. No, 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 I get that. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I kind of, I take the principles of MMA and turn them into a self-defense kind of program. Self-defense or it's MMA, depending on which way you want to look at it, but they're both very transferable. So it's really kind of what the person that I'm coaching would like to get out of it. Okay, so this is a business show, not a martial arts show, but do you see it as a, a sad thing that this is necessary for women in the day and age that we live? Yeah, very much so. I honestly wish that this wasn't my job, if that makes sense, in a yeah. kind of silly way. It's like, I wish I didn't have to coach people to look after themselves. I wish I hadn't had to, you know, what well, kind of. I mean, I love where I am now, but I wish that it hadn't gone so badly wrong to get to this point kind of yeah. thing yeah yeah well credit to you for providing what i think is a, a necessary service there are lots of people who provide services that they wish they didn't have to provide it but if there is a need it's good that you provide it so let's talk about your business what was it like really two questions what what was it like before the virus um what extent was online or face to face in a room a gym wherever and then when the virus hit how did you go through some kind of transition some pivot repurposing those are words that we hear a lot these days can you can you take us through that story oh yeah of course so before the virus i was coaching most nights uh in gyms so i have an mma team the hellhounds uh they sure named thing. it not me by the way okay. <laughs> um, okay. so i have the i have the hellhounds and i have a women's only class as well which i coach on monday nights so 
obviously those parts have stopped, but the online part was, I would say, the HHH self-defense part has always been online. Um, okay. And so that's, I guess, the reason I wanted to do it online was because there were so many people I was talking to who wanted to learn from me, but they were too far away to come to my class. So I thought, well, how can I help these people and not have the distance as a factor? So I came up with this kind of quite out there, I guess, because people sort of look at online martial arts like, come on, that doesn't work. Hmm. And I'm like, well, it doesn't have to work, but it can work. If It depends what you're teaching. It depends what stance you're taking. So the way I look at it is, I start every single session shadow boxing and drilling and solo drills and practicing. And I probably go for at least half an hour without touching another human being. Despite the fact that my main focus is the grappling or the striking or whatever I'm going to do in that particular session, but I'm a professional fighter. So I have to do that part because that's what's going to make me better. Yeah. But that half an hour, in the beginning of the session, it doesn't take another person, it doesn't take another human. You can easily do that on your own at home. And I do it on my own at home now, and I'm always improving and I'm always growing. And people can learn a lot just by going through that technique. So I thought, well, why don't I teach them that part? And if they want to take it further, then they can, but they don't have to. They can just stick with that part because honestly, it's a fantastic way to keep fit. So okay. even if you don't want to be a fighter, like I'm not telling people they should be a fighter because honestly, it's really hard for work. Yeah. Um, and it's only the sort of thing you should do if you have the biggest passion in the world for it. Like I would not recommend it. It's not easy. No. But and, the and you, get, side, you get hurt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You get punched in the face and it's not that fun to get no. punched in the face i mean you, you, the idea is that you don't get punched in the face yeah uh, unfortunately i haven't taken that all that seriously yet i i have something i need to work on but you know that's another story um <laughs> but 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 even so i i thought okay let's take that beginning bit the technique bit you can gain so much fit so much confidence so much empowerment from just that little section yeah. so i thought right let's make that part into a program so that's what i've done okay and was that that was before the virus yeah, that was before the virus okay. and uh, so, it's continued. Okay, <laughs> so what has happened to the business, to that side of the business, that online side since the virus? Because I, I, I have spoken to people whose online businesses have, have I'm not going to say gone through the roof, but they've improved since the virus because there are so many people at home now. And some of them, like me right now, are working from home. But some of them have nearly run out of things to watch on Netflix. Ah, what can I do now? And so they are engaging with online learning of some description. So are you finding a, a little uptick in numbers or a big uptick or has it gone through the roof? I wouldn't say through the roof as such, but it's definitely significantly higher than it was. I'm not at capacity yet. I'm not far off it, to be fair, but I'm not okay. at capacity as in I'm not turning people away yet. Okay. Yet. Uh, I clearly don't understand something about the online offering then. Why would you turn people away? Why is there a capacity? Because there is only so many hours in the day and I like to give a lot of attention to each of my clients. Okay. So my course is eight weeks long. 
So I don't want to have more than 10 people on that course because I won't be able to focus my attention on the course on them because I give a lot of attention to my clients. I mean, I speak to them every single day for that eight weeks. Wow. Um, So I like to have enough time for them. You know, it's not a cheap course. It's expensive. And if they are willing to invest in themselves and in me, then I have to be willing to invest myself in them. So therefore I have to give them my time and they are my priority. Okay. It's, it's often been said in business, you need to sell a, a high volume of a low ticket item and, a, and you only need to sell a low volume of a high ticket item. So if you're a high ticket item, that, that explains that. Do you feel that that limits your potential? Not really, no. I mean, when I do reach capacity, so I've already said that when I've got more than 10 people uh, in one go, I will hire another coach to be able to help me and assist me. But I mean, it's, I would say I'm six months away from doing that at the moment, um, which I'm, I mean, my original plan was two years and it's been, since I made that plan was, it's been about four months. So I'm, I'm now way ahead of my schedule. So, you know, how much of what you do, do you think is about you and your personality and your experience? And if you, if, if I want to engage with you and then I find out it's not you, it's Bob or Mary or Jane, that's going to be leading the class that I'm in. How do you get over that? Cause a lot of, there are a lot of brands out there that are, that are, the person they are the brand i am a perfect example of that i have no one working for me i don't replicate what i do in the way that you're talking about doing it and because people who engage with me engage with me how do you think you but there are plenty of brands out there pick any brand with a person's name in it and that's a big brand and it's no longer they are the figurehead so how do you think you can get over that initial hurdle of in effect marketing at marketing to people and then oh so you're not teaching my class it's somebody I don't even know who's teaching my class um I mean I will cross that bridge when I come to it but I mean probably what I'll do to start with is I would have someone else I would hire someone else to be more in the background so more like admin okay kind of, um that side of it so I can because my real love is not it's not particularly sales. Like I'll do it because it, I'm in business and I need to yep. eat, but I love my clients and the, it's like client retention is my real, you know, like I love my clients. So much. I live for my clients. They make yeah. my day every day. They make Brilliant. my day a thousand times better and yeah. I love them so much. And so my real, I would say my real favorite thing to do is look after my clients, talk to my clients. So for me, the first thing, even though maybe it will be a good idea to hire another coach, maybe it'll be a good idea to hire someone to do the admin side of things. I don't know. I mean, I'm yeah. going to cross that road when I come to it, but yeah. it's kind of looking at the part that I'm good at, which is talking to my clients and yeah. the part I love, which is talking to my clients. I want to do as much of that as possible. I haven't got a solid plan for that part yet because as I said, it's, probably going to be well it was originally going to be two years away now it's probably going to be less but yeah yeah. i'm I'm happy with Uh, and i think your approach is very sensible i think cross that bridge when you come to it is always good advice 
but I also think that mulling it around in your head in the period between now and then, you don't start thinking about it when you get to that bridge. When you get to that bridge, you've already got some pretty fully formed ideas. And I like that you're you're sort of moving yourself towards that place already. And you know what? If two months ago I told you what the world would be like today, today for listeners is the 24th of April, 2020, just in case you're listening next year. Uh, if I'd have told you two months ago what the you just laughed at me the world could not possibly be like it is now so in two months time who knows two months after that two years time who knows so i think it's good that you're thinking about those different things as as enterprise doctor i advise lots of businesses and and the thing that i always say to the ones who are looking particularly one woman businesses or one man businesses who are looking to expand and take people on is you're in charge you make the rules you decide which bits you're going to do and which bits you're going to outsource or delegate to an employee or whatever and clearly the things that you need to be doing are the things that you love the things that you enjoy the things that give you satisfaction and the things that you're good at sometimes people are unlucky the things that are good at are things they don't really enjoy but they're good at it so they grit their teeth and get on with it if you can if the things that you're good at are also the things that you enjoy go for it girl and if the if the sales side of it you don't want to be a sales lady well there's plenty of people out there who'll be happy to do selling for you for a price so you know i think that 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 augurs well for your future and you don't need firm decisions right now because there's nothing to be implemented right now i see you as successful right now which is why you're on the show and thank you again for being here i cannot predict the future but i see you as being successful ongoing i hope that the hellhounds are also successful ongoing and if i ever meet you in a dark alley i will avoid you because <laughs> hey so thank you very much for being on the show really have enjoyed listening to you and listening to your story if people are interested in signing up for you and i would say do it soon because you're getting full up in the notes on the podcast app there are links to your social media channels and and that kind of stuff so people can click on those and follow you on on all of that kind of stuff and indeed get in touch with you and talk about uh potentially signing up for your classes so thank you very much for being on the show my name is mark harris i am enterprise doctor also in the podcast notes are ways of getting in touch with me if you want to give me feedback ask me questions or indeed put yourself forward as a, a potential future guest on the show but for now this is mark harris saying thank you helen harper of hhh defense for being on the show and thank you listeners for listening i look forward to the next time Thank you.